0: I went to the inaugural uh, four-star in Kentucky in 1998. And that was sort of the the moment when I went, this is it, I need to ride here, I need to do this. So it was, um, yeah, it was sort of a turning point, I guess.
1: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans, by eventing fans.
2: Hey Karen, we got another five star uh, review on Apple Podcast. I just, I just saw it. Awesome, awesome! Why don't you give it a read for us? Yes,
1: it is by Black Opal ninety three, and they put in all caps love, 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 and they say, "I love this podcast." I haven't listened to podcasts before, and I'm absolutely loving this one. Karen and Rob, that's us, do a great job and ask all the right questions. This is the podcast I never knew I needed. My drive to work is so much more entertaining. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, that thank you. Awesome. It is awesome. Very nice. Super complimentary. Welcome to the podcast world, Karen. I found that once people discover podcasts, then they just start finding more and more next thing mm-hmm. you know, to turn off the radio and listen to podcasts. podcast. So mm-hmm. That's what I do read books with my ears <laughs> so, <laughs> for anyone that listens to the show will get that joke but uh, well, thank you so much for that thank you for the five stars thank you for taking the time to write that review that really does help us so mm-hmm. anyone that's listening that wants to kind of little give back a little bit to a major league eventing community Karen it helps get us to the top of the rankings so if you don't mind give us a little review subscribe and you know we sure do appreciate it.
1: We sure do. So thanks a lot.
2: And we'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show, Mane & Tail, Karen.
1: Yes, they're awesome.
2: We love Mane & Tail. Love them. So they have so many good products. We would like to go ahead and just every time we do a promo, we're just going to talk about one product. Mm-hmm. So what do we got this week, Karen?
1: Uh, we got the Ultimate Gloss Shampoo and Conditioner. And that
2: stuff works. It's I mean, all. It's great. It is awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. You get that kind of dull horse this time of year when they're,
1: yeah, you know,
2: still kind of being trimmed.
1: Yeah, shedding out that winter hair. Shining
2: it out, yeah. Shine them up a little bit. Yep. a little bit of that baby boy stuff oh, on yeah. there. That's fantastic. Also Karen, Kentucky's coming up. Main and Tail is really hitting it hard this year. So um, we have the Caroline Martin Course Walk.
1: Right, on, on Thursday.
2: On Thursday. On so Thursday,
1: round four.
2: Sometime around four, mm-hmm. but follow the main and Tail and Caroline Martin social medias yep. to get some, the exact time. And goodie bags for everybody.
1: First 200, get goodie bags.
2: First 200, get goodies bags. Go to Stateline Tack in the Covered Arena, Mm -hmm. booth 224 Karen. Yes. And that's where Stateline Tack is going to have all the main tail products. So everyone can go by there, load up on their products. Load up. Get that stuff. Because it's good stuff. And
1: use it for your own hair. Use it for yours.
2: That's what I do. Like Chaz Michael Michaels. (laughs) That's all he uses. That's all I use. And then, on cross country day... Go to cross country uh, tailgate spot number three hundred nine. Yes, and hang out with the main and tail crew, and maybe meet us. Maybe meet us. We might be oh, yeah. big celebrities, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if coming to see us isn't enough, Karen, people can also get some some goodies there. Yes, some good main and tail goodies yeah, and gonna... some
1: food and drink. Yeah,
2: so come on by and whoop it up. Have a good time. Have a good old time. So that'd be awesome. So thank you, main and tail, for sponsoring us. So, Karen, before we get uh, on with the show, it is a very special anniversary.
1: Yes, it is. It's our one-year anniversary.
2: It is our one-year anniversary of doing the podcast. So, that is awesome. So, just about to the day. So Very exciting. Very exciting. So, we just want to say thank you to everyone out there who's been listening to the show. And uh, without you... We won't be able to keep doing this, so thank you so much for everything, and uh, we promise to just keep on trying to make the show better and better, right Karen? Yep.
1: Keep on going.
2: Keep on keeping on. Keep on
1: trucking.
2: <laughs> and I want to say a happy anniversary to you.
1: Yes. We
2: are celebrating 25 years.
1: 25.
2: 25 years. Lucky old. me. Oh, gracious! How you put up with me. I don't know. <laughs> How a hottie like you fell for a pudgy guy like me i'll stop it <laughs> so well happy anniversary
1: happy anniversary
2: and happy anniversary everybody for the podcast thank you so much for making it possible and enough of this sappy stuff we have a really awesome interview with liz coming right up yes it's so very
1: exciting yes let's get to S- it
2: stay tuned to this liz it
1: is an awesome awesome interview so cheers cheers i'm rob and i'm karen And today on the Major League Eventing Podcast, Rob, we have a very special guest. Very excited.
2: I am super excited.
1: Uh, We have, not only is she a five-star eventer.
2: Yes, five-star She's
1: a professional race car driver.
2: Race car driver. Holy Uh,
1: smokes. A TV broadcaster. TV broadcaster. (laughs) Uh, She's also the host of the eventing radio show.
2: One of my favorite podcasts.
1: And the most recent winner of the Grand Prix Eventing Showcase in Aiken on one of my favorite horses, Hill by Night. Is that right? Yes. So, who is it? It's Liz Halday Sharp. Liz, welcome, welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, we are super, super excited to have you. I, um, I, I, I begged Karen, I said, just let me talk about all race car driving stuff because <laughs> I love the race cars. <laughs> and, and I love the podcast. I've been, I've been listening to you on the podcast for, for so long. And, uh, you guys inspired oh, us you. to, to start our podcast. And, uh, so thank you for that. It's, uh, I love listening to you guys.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. We love Tappers, and I love it whenever anybody listens to our show. We love to hear about it. So thank Tapp, you. Tappers in your ears, Karen. That's what he <laughs> tappers says. In tappers in
2: your ears. ears. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, before we get talking about horses, I gotta know the mm-hmm. race car. How did you become? I just I know that we're talking about horses, but just a little bit. How you're like a real legit race car driver.
0: <laughs> um yeah no it was a it was a really big part of my life for a lot of years and um I was very lucky that my my dad actually that was his true passion was was race car driving and he was a, a brilliant driver himself and and he taught for 25 years um he was a a real inspiration and, and he actually taught me to drive and um when I was 16 I, I got in the race car as soon as I had my driver's license, and. Um, yeah, he sort of set me alight and taught me all the basics, and um, really drilled it into me. And um, we started a race car for a lot of years together um, in California. And um, then when I moved to England, I sort of got a little bit more involved in it, and um, was really lucky to to at the highest level of uh, endurance racing and race at Le Mans twenty four hours three times, which was wow. truly one of the best experiences of my life. I mean, um, yeah, I know it was it was great, and I had a lot of success and. Um, it was a brilliant part of my life that I miss now, but um, I reached a point where, you know, you can't do two sports at the, at the highest level unless you have enough support and um, had to sort of make a choice a couple of years ago. But um, wow. yeah, I, I, I still, I still hope I get back in the soon.
2: <laughs> wow. Do you have a lead foot when you're driving on the road a little bit? Do you ever kind of get in the mood, do some hard passing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Very, you know, everyone asks me that and I would say very rarely because it's, a really different mindset for me being on the track and being on the road is super, super different. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's, you sort of get on the track and you've got a very specific goal and you know what you're trying to achieve and, and, you know, the lines you're driving and it's just a really different, mindset to, to be honest so um not really i'd say my husband drives faster than me on the <laughs>
2: <road>. <laughs> that is
0: awesome i've always
2: i've always wanted to ask you about that and if i ever catch up with you in person i might i might pick your brain a little more because i just i love oh, it for sure love no it, love it. Uh, so i hey, miss
0: it and i love to talk about it unfortunately <laughs> hey,
2: i'm your guy have a couple cocktails and talk about racing i'm down i love it all. you should try boat racing that's fun too
0: I think oh my gosh, I've heard that's like the only thing more dangerous than than my two sports everyone says so and and possibly more expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. we <laughs> yeah we could we could, oh my gosh for sure for sure hey, so before we get too deep in this interview, um you guys are always traveling around and all this stuff the show seasons back in business are where, where are we talking to you from where are you uh where are you at?
0: So I have just arrived at the wonderful Carolina international event today in Rayford, North Carolina. And I am currently sitting in my trailer, which um, I like to reside in because I'm very used to living in my lorry in England. So I like to stay on site. And um, yeah, so we're here. We're all settled in. We've got 10 horses with us. So it's been a serious wow. production to get here. Holy I'm not right. Ride- I'm riding eight of them. I'm okay. not riding all of them, but, Still. but uh, oh my yeah, it's, It's been like, honestly, military precision. And um, we had six horses that traveled up um, yesterday. Uh, Well, very, very, very early yesterday. We left at two o'clock in the morning from Ocala with two trailers and six horses and three people and and a dog. And and, um, we rocked up at Will Faudry's Fabulous Farm at Gavilan um, Farm, which um, we've spent time at his place for the last three years around this time of year and I gave uh, the horses a good gallop on his wonderful track and um, yeah I woke up this morning had a good sleep I rode all my horses there and then we arrived at the event this afternoon and the other four horses arrived with um, our working people and one of my owners and students um, turned up and we sort of worked those horses and here we are, taking deep breaths and ready for a busy weekend.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm thinking you and me are not talking about racing this weekend. Okay? <laughs> i no maybe, time.
0: Maybe, maybe later in the
2: evening. We will be joining you. We're coming down. So by the time this airs, it'll all be yeah, in the past. It'll but be past. we will see you soon. I'm super stoked to get down there.
0: Yeah, it'll be exciting.
2: exciting. It's cool. Our son's Such a
0: great event, isn't it? It's a brilliant event.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're, you're doing the two star. So our son's in the
0: the two star, the three star, the four star. Yeah. What a
2: huge, huge competition. It's amazing. What a support. And we had Will on just a few weeks ago and he was told us all about the farm and the, I mean, what a beautiful place. And, and the fact that he's kind of got it open for people who are coming to Carolina from out of town to do those last little bit of gallops and stuff. That's, uh,
0: absolutely. He's, just the best, isn't he? Such a great
2: guy. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Liz, one thing we love to do is we love to hear your origin story. So can you tell us how you actually got your start into riding?
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I grew up with a very non-horsey family, not not anybody in my entire extended family at so, all, um, which is a, a little bit there. Um, and I, I remember being uh, a kid and sort of, literally i was making the trees in our backyard into horses with like a <laughs> towel over it and a jump rope for reins and i just wanted to ride for as long as i can remember i wanted to ride and um i went trail riding with some of my family in colorado when i was very young and it was the best moment of my life and i remember all of it i remember thinking this is it this is what i want to do <laughs> and um there was a, a little tiny um, farm down the road from where I grew up in California, and we had to sort of drive past it, and they gave lessons. So we drove past every day, and I just begged my mom every day for weeks, you know, please can I ride, please can I ride, and um, eventually she gave in, and I, I guess she probably didn't know what she was getting herself into, <laughs> but and, um, but yeah, I, I started out in a western saddle, and then quickly was desperate to jump sort of day one, and worked my way into an English saddle, and the rest is history, I guess. So, um, wow. yeah, but it's uh, definitely a non-horsey family. So I was very lucky to have wonderful support from, from both my parents and still have amazing support from my, from my mom. She's, she's great. That's awesome.
2: So, and, and so this is California. And then as you yeah. kind of started getting serious and everything, what was your, did you coming from a non-horsey family and being out West, did you, did you like do pony club or anything like that to learn or did you, or how, like when did you start to get serious and and who did you yeah to?
0: no <clears throat> i did do pony club um even just based on the little place that i was in in falbert california which is southern california not too far from galway Downs for people that know that area um i was a part a member of Fallbrook pony club and my my mom was a treasurer and you know she really did, did her best and i just mostly rode on a sort of least random thing that i could find and um Eventually, I got my first horse, which was a little ginger mare, off-track thoroughbred, completely bonkers. (laughs) Um, It was mostly quite fell, but uh, but, um, taught me to ride, which was great. And um, I did the Pony Club Championships with her on the show jumping team and um, did did a lot with her, really, bless her. And um, she taught me a lot. I think it, it was great to have a horse that really didn't know very much and was, a little bit mental. <laughs> it taught me a lot, you know, rather than, you know, I didn't just get given a wonderful event you know, it was sort of decide what you want to do. And um, I think what really made me realize that I wanted to, to events, you know, at the highest level was um, I went to the inaugural uh, four star in Kentucky in 1998. And that was sort of the, the moment when I went, this is it. I need to ride here. I need to do this. So it was, um Yeah. It wow. so sort of a turning point, I guess.
2: <laughs> now, did that spark you to come east, or how did, like, uh,
0: how, how did that... uh, Well, yeah, so it was kind of, I went to school at UCSB in Santa Barbara.
3: Um,
0: I was actually a marine biology major, which was
1: a, a whole nother
0: thing. <Yeah>. Yeah. I still have a great fish tank in England. I love love our fish. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, and when I was there, we, I sort of, when I was looking at schools, I knew I wanted to bring my horse with me. Um, and uh, part of what helped me choose UCSB other than the program was um, that I could train with Don Fechi, who was a real big part of um, my move to England. He helped push me to do that. And I trained with Don for, for a couple of years when I was at school and then uh, my my dad um my dad ultimately passed away in two thousand and twelve, and he uh started to get sick many, many years before, and he said um he really wanted to go and race the big tracks of England while well, he still could so him and my mom went and spent time in england and uh my junior year in college, they said, Hey, I think you should um come out to England and see us and that'll be cool so I went out on a plane, and my spring broke and. Went to there and and my dad was a a really, uh, he was a real go-getter, you know, do crazy stuff and be adventurous and do all the crazy stuff in your life that that you should do. He was a big supporter of that. and So he says to me randomly one day, he says, um, well, while I'm in England, I think you should try and just spend a year in a different country and just ride, like, Mm. you know, focus on something different, take a year out from school and just live in another country. Wow. I was like, oh, okay, that Sounds <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know, it was super cool and um, <clears throat> really, really, you know, really inspirational man. And uh, th- th- to make a long story short, we have some fabulous friends who are still family friends in England that my dad was racing with. And um, the wife of his racing partner um, was a rider and she somehow got the contact details for William Fox Pitt. I don't even know how. And she randomly rang him up and said, hey, we've got this girl over here in England Used to give her an interview. She wants to spend some time in England, really random. So I end up on the phone to William and he says, Well, you better get on a train and come and see us. <laughs> and I
3: said, Okay.
0: It was like the last day I had it in England. I jump on this train and I'm like, Oh my God, and have this interview with William and showed him some stupid picture of me jumping a training level train <laughs> and thinking you'd be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then he said, Oh, so do you want to come work for us? And I'm like, Sure. Wow. And came back home to California and said, so I'm moving to England. <laughs> the rest wow. is history. Wow. Yeah. Smokes. Wow.
2: So you, I mean, I've always kind of wondered, you know, for, for a while there, I, I hope this isn't insulting. I didn't know if you were British or American because. Oh,
0: don't worry. Everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know. Know,
2: you have a, a British kind of twang. <laughs> I don't know if twangs, yeah. right. but it's not, a, it doesn't, I mean, it's so, and then I knew that, you know, you, you went back and forth. I mean, I, I've i known for a while that you are American, but I'm just saying when I first heard you talk, I was like, oh, I didn't know Liz was British. And then I didn't realize
0: <laughs> so, so, No, I, just, I know. And I'm, I have an accent. Per, like, I do pick up accents quickly, but I have been there for 19 years, nearly nearly 20 years now I've been in England. so wow. And I live there pretty much full time from 2000 until 2014 so yeah pretty much the whole time and we just come back and forth to visit family but um no other reason for that and um my husband's British, so that helps the accent oh yeah, uh, you got that influence yeah. at home. <laughs> well there we go yeah <laughs> and um so um yeah it wasn't until the end of 2014 that we actually started spending time in ocala and that was um so yeah i spent all that time winters everything in england um basically most of my adult life so
2: gotcha well that kind of brings us up to today yeah so you have you you have a farm in ocala which we've been to karen horsepower horsepower equestrian Mm -hmm. gorgeous love it oh thank you would, We've worked hard on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a
1: beautiful There's a small beautiful. airplane in the barn. There's an
0: airplane
2: in your barn.
1: Oh yeah. That was there when we came.
0: So <laughs> the airplane and the antlers chandeliers were there when we came. Just going to say that. I Still. love it. I love it. I'm just saying. We thought, let's just keep them. Why not? They're yeah. there.
1: Right
0: they're cool.
2: <laughs> it would yeah, take too it's much work cold. to get. That airplane is
1: huge. Yeah, you it can, is.
2: You can fire that sucker
0: I off. know. It's crazy. Like, I,
2: I love it. But you, you, uh, two years ago, we were there. Two winters ago, we were there for the the E 18 and E twenty fives and uh so we got to snoop around your farm. So, <laughs> and it was absolutely we got to meet you too real yes, quick. We were starstruck because we were big fans. So and now tell us oh, about your place you. in tell us about the place in Great Britain.
0: So we have a it's a much smaller farm um called chaley Stud, which we bought. It's a real labor of love. We bought the farm at the end of 2010, right after we got married. And um it was kind of, a, kind of a dump at the time. It was a, had a brilliant, brilliant barn structure with a huge indoor school, which you really can't get planning permission for over there in, in the area we were in, in, in East Sussex. And it, it sort of had so much potential. We were so taken with it all that we thought, right, we're just going to plunge in. And um, we sort of renovated everything and, you know, found sponsorship for the fencing and just redid everything worked really hard and we eventually built our own home there which we have now and um, it's only a 15 acre farm so not big but um it's a yeah it's it's a great place and we've been there yeah nearly gosh must be nearly nine years now and um, we now are lucky enough to have a a really great renter Um, his name is luke baber davies and he's a top level dressage rider and we get on amazingly well and it's just awesome we enjoy riding together every day and i ride some of his horses for him and he rides some of mine for me or away and we just have a great relationship so it's um it's very rare i think that, that happens for everyone to have a a renter who's one of their best friends as well yeah. but um, That's awesome. yeah. it's, it's it's a great it's a great situation and who knows how long we'll be able to keep doing what we do but um you know i think i think the friends and and the people that are really like family for us will, will last forever over there, regardless of what we end up doing with our lives one day or another.
2: Gotcha. What's, is it, Um, could, uh, being that you have such a unique perspective, the, the, of, I mean, it, it isn't like you used to train in Great Britain or you used to be in America. Like you're, you, you, you literally are doing both. Is there, are there, are there any major differences between training in the two countries? Or, the, or, or just general, like an overall, like if someone like myself who's never been to an event in Great Britain, you know, would there be anything shocking to me that's majorly different?
0: Oh, well, I think the, the biggest difference is um, you would probably turn up to an event and realize that you were doing a dressage on the side of a hill in a howling gale
3: <laughs> in
0: mud and there would be, you'd be on grass, definitely, and there would be an arena made out of possibly jump poles on the ground, and with big gaps in the sides of the arena, it'd just be like poles on the ground. So you might be on a really young five-year-old trying to steer your way around its <laughs> first event and trying to keep it in the ring, and um, that's probably the biggest difference, because I find in in America, everything, the dressage rings are like real rings, you know, but everything's yeah. done right, and a lot of stuff is on the surface over here and most things in England are on grass, nearly everything, um, even up to the advanced three-star, four-star level, etc., mm. is five-star level even. Most of it's all on grass, um, which I actually think helps. So in some ways I think, oh, wouldn't this young horse find it easier over in the United States? But sometimes I think they learn more just having to figure it out over there. And, um, Everyone wears a number bib, like all three phases. Oh, okay. um, nobody wears white britches at the lower levels. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's all different. Yeah, no, gosh, no. Um, well, not many anyway, very few. Um, Is that, would that be
2: considered like uh, reserved for the upper levels kind of type of thing? Like,
0: like yeah, I wouldn't wear white britches until I was intermediate or above. Oh, really? I, okay. Over there. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just funny little things. We don't have to wear stupid armband in the show jumping, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. I'm sorry if anybody offended <laughs> by that, but I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, yeah. Like, what is it? But you have out? to wear the pinning. Uh, yeah. Oh no, we wear a number bib for all three phases. Yeah. So, which is you know kind of easy. Just get on with it. Uh, <laughs> virtually every virtually every event is a one day event nearly everything unless you're okay. at sort of advanced level or fei you'd sometimes have it over two days but every every one day event is a true one day hmm. um which i think is great and i'm really thrilled that more of them are coming into the united states because i think it's awesome just go in and get it done yeah, yeah bust that. Um, do you know what else you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to ride more than five cross-country rounds in one day in british eventing rules i oh. Um, yeah whereas over here you can do as many as you like you're Uh, running with eight horses (laughs) 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 well no but actually when you look at my schedule i'm only riding five cross-country rounds on saturday no more than that spreads out not that i planned it that way but it just happened that way but um but i actually think that's not a bad thing over there i think that um it's just, it's a safety yeah, thing that yeah. I think is probably good. Okay, um, dimensions. but past that, there's not that many different things. <laughs> gotcha.
2: That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, uh, talking about like your current business, now, because I'm a fan of the radio show and your podcast and everything, like I know, I know a little, I mean, I, I, I you know, I feel like I know a lot about you, uh, that maybe. You'd be surprised, but like you, you, I know you take young horses and you've said on your show that you like them to grow up Irish. So like you like them to kind of live in the, the Irish, like kind of out in the Irish. Could you explain, like, that's true, right? Like you, that's, that's, you've said that, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I do nearly all of my business with, uh, Richard Shane, um, from Cooley horses. Now I met him in 2011, and um, when i found uh my first Cooley horse which was a very special Cooley horse called hhs Cooley that took me around my first kentucky um, but uh yeah i mean i just really love the way the horses are raised in ireland i think they they sort of learn about all the different ground and they just they they learn to be horses when they're still young mm-hmm. and um so like i currently have two foals that are at Bonn in Ireland, um, and they will stay there until they're broken as four-year-olds, um, no matter what, no matter where I am in the world, they will stay there until they're four. Um, and any any of the young ones, I quite often buy sort of, probably every year I try and buy some four-year-olds uh, through Richard, either we find them together or he has them already or whatever, but um, <clears throat> I will, even if the four-year-olds come to me for a bit in England, I will always send them back to him for the winter um i've very i think i've only once brought a four-year-old over to um the u.s um and and obviously that might change if we ended up here more but really i think it's the best thing for them so even if they've had some work put into them they go and have a real holiday in ireland they're on the good grass and then he lunges them over the cross-country again which i think is such a brilliant thing that he does i think it really sets the horses up and they get ridden through the mud and they Hack through over the ditches and everything and they just learn to be a bit hardy and i think it it really makes them better horses i really do well
2: that's that's what an eventer has to be at the end of the day it's Mm -hmm. not a not a show jumper horse that you want you know a show jumper i guess is the opposite like they want them a little bit sketchy and a little bit afraid to (laughs) get 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 their feet wet or anything like that where (laughs) you want him to be able to be bold and not not worry about the the snotty <laughs> thick mud. I think that's yeah. awesome. I th- I just think I know I've heard I, every I, that might have been the moment that I thought I want to. Like this has probably been two years since I've heard you say it on your podcast. But I'm like I've got to ask Liz, you know, to elaborate on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm so. uh so if you ever wonder if people I- hang on your words, at least I, I know that Rob's out there listening. So. Well, I'm impressed.
0: I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> it makes, makes me realize I need to be careful what I say. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always say good stuff, but no. But I always so and and so in your uh, two two questions about the young horses. I don't want to. I know you had a long day. Mm-hmm. And I want to like keep you forever harping on the. same do I'm so interested in and in want to understand and get this info out of you. The So you 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 pick up a lot of young horses. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're you're not like you said you're buying a couple young horses every year. So a lot of your horses that are coming up through your string they're yours. You have produced these horses, correct?
0: Uh, Yeah, pretty much all of the great ones, great ones we've got now that are kind of moving up the levels. um, Most of them I sourced as four and five year olds, mostly through Richard. Um, The difference being De Niro Z, who I found as a seven year old, but he had done nothing really. Um he was very green and I actually sent the video of him to Richard and said what do you think and he said yeah buy that one.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> now what's the disease near- yeah. What's his breeding and where did he come from?
0: Uh he's a Dutch horse actually. He's by zapatero VDL, um who I've seen a couple other great horses by him. And his mother is by French Buffet, which is a full thoroughbred that was based out of Ireland actually so he's actually got a good bit of blood in him and um but he was a very much unproduced young horse um as a seven-year-old he hadn't done anything and um I, I bought him as a sale horse like so I do most most of the ones I've got now were originally bought to be sold on to be produced and sold which is what I do a lot of
3: mm-hmm.
0: and some of the ones that were maybe a little bit quirky and not that easy to sell kind of ended up with me longer and then luckily I've I've got some really amazing owners now, and they've ultimately helped me keep them, which is great. Wow. So how, that's, um, how that's the dream, wasn't it? So. Yeah,
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah. How does is now?
0: He is 11 this year. Wow. Prime. A, yeah. He did went from his first ever event. We worked it out. His very first ever event was in, uh, the beginning of July and uh, of his seven-year-old year. And in three years, he did his first four-star, wow. which is pretty cool. Holy Less than three years because it was June that he did Le Mumin last year. So he's been a pretty, pretty cool guy. Yeah. That is
2: awesome. And he's your number one right now, right? Like he's your best shot for. Yeah, he
0: you know, is. He's our best shot for Tokyo. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. But, for
0: sure. We'll um, definitely but we got shoot. some other good ones.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So one more question about the Cooley Horses. The, mm-hmm. because you have such a relationship with these guys the cooley they're They are sourcing horses. Are they doing any breeding in there or is everything just kind of like, they just have a, they spot the horses and bring them in. How does that work?
0: So obviously the cooley is a prefix, um, that they put on their horses a bit like Fernhill or many of the other ones. Um, but yeah, Richard's just started doing a, a bit of breeding now and they, I think they have some of their first ones, um, being broken as four-year-olds now, and I think he's very excited about a few of them. He's, done a, he's doing a lot of breeding now, actually, um, which is pretty cool. And I know he's got some really, really lovely young horses that he's excited to see what they'll do. So I think that's sort of the next step um, for Cooley Farm um, is to have some of their own breeding programs. He's got some nice mares um, and he sends his horses. So where my foals are, a lot of his horses go there to have their foals. God. It's not far from him, okay. about 45 minutes from him, um, which is Ronan Rothwell's place and really, really great, honest guy. And, um, one of my mares will be going, I've, I've got one mare that lives there with him and I've got another that'll go there in April, um, to be, to be a brood mare. So yeah, it's, um, I, don't, so you have a breeding I think, for- I think it's been,
2: say again, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. I apologize for interrupting. You have a breeding program yourself as well?
0: I have two foals, actually. It's sort of a new foray for me. (laughs) Wow. Um, Both were, I had one done uh, through embryo transfer, which is um, out of my mare, Elorona, who you may or may not know. She ran at Carolina a couple of years ago. Yeah. A beautiful Dutch mare by Douglas. And we've sort of struggled to keep her sound, actually. So I'm probably going to put her in foal this coming year. Um, But we have a really super... Super, super filly out of her that will be a yearling this year um, by Mighty Magic, who was a very blood um, event horse out of Germany that did really well at um, Le Leon a few years ago. And then I have a a mare that's been in Ireland for a couple of years now because she had a few injuries and um, she actually competed up to three star before she got injured. And um, she has a nice full by a horse out of ireland called golden master which is a master imp horse so um yeah we'll sort of see it's, it's been fun and it's fun and my mom and i are kind of my mom's really enjoying it too so she's kind of in all that and we're we're just having a bit of fun with it you know something something different and keep them coming on through and why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Paris, why not?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I think it's very easy for people to think that, you know, all the people at the top are buying their horses kind of made or, you know, and here, uh, you know, that's awesome to know that you're really, I mean, you're, you really are knowing these horses by the time you're taking them to the, to the upper levels. You've really put a lot of work in on your very own work into them. That's uh, awesome.
0: Well, I'd love to have one of these foals come on through. I mean, that would be amazing. It's sort of my first foray into breeding, and who knows how much of it I'll get wrong. But um, <laughs> I love I love producing young horses, and and certainly a lot of the horses I have here at Carolina, I've had from from very very green four or five year olds, and it's it's really fun to to have them come on and have have them have owners that support them now, and and just makes me proud to, to sit on something and that I think, well, I, I jumped this over its first cross-country jump, you know, that was <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: the first time it was sat on over a jump, obviously Richard Shane would have lunged them over them, but, um, it's That's kind of fun to look back at that,
2: you know. No, nah, I think that totally counts. You're the first oh, one yeah. actually. It takes a lot more bravery to be the one on the horse's back, yeah. <laughs> taking that first cross-country <laughs> <job>. <laughs> <laughs> <Not right>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny! That is exciting. So, what else is going on at your in your business? So, you know, we touched on we we talked about the the breeding and the the, the purchasing the young horses. Um, do, what else do you have going there? Do you do you teach much, or do you take in students, or how do, Is that part of your business, or
0: um, I do, actually. I find in, in the U.S. it's been a little bit funny because I think everybody is very, like they sort of have their people. And I think people think I maybe don't teach, but but I do. Um, I teach quite a bit in England when I'm there. Um, I have a few regular students I've had for years. And um, we've got a really fabulous working student this year. Uh, her name is Carter McGuinness and she deserves a big up because she's been fabulous. And she spent a month with us in England, actually, as well. Um, when she'd never met us at all, really young girl, still in school, just got on a plane and came. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's, a, she's a great little rider and she spent the the whole winter with us. And we'll be sad to see her go. So she's, she's here competing in the preliminary at Carolina. And then um, another student of mine is Prue Dawes. And she actually owns, she's bought a couple of horses from me and that I've helped her find. And then she owns the Flash Cooley horse as well which is really exciting. So she has known him from the first day he arrived at our farm as a four-year-old when I bought him and she's been in love with him and she um bought him last year and has let me keep the ride on him which is just amazing. It's a really great opportunity and um she just loves being involved with him and she rides herself and will be competing here this weekend. So it's it's been really fun to have her out here with us cuz she's British and she made the trip over and it's uh, it's fun to have people that are that involved in the sport, and just and also just love watching their horse be produced too. You know, yeah. it's been great to have their support. So, um, yeah. So I do do a, a good bit of teaching. I, I, w- I probably will do more in future. We've been really busy this year. With a lot of horses in, so I've done done a lot of just riding and trying to sell a few. I produce a few race horses every year as well.
3: <laughs> oh, you're <in laughs> yeah, there. It's Very fun.
0: Like obviously off track to to produce, which um, I've, I did last year and I've done that again this year. So I've sold sold some already, and we have a couple more to sell now. Wow! Um, but I just I just like riding young horses. I really enjoy producing horses. It's it's a lot of fun.
2: Karen, I knew this was going to be gold talking to this. <laughs> I was so excited to talk to you. I'm so glad. I don't know. I just I'm I'm I just I knew I knew I was just gonna enjoy this interview. Mm-hmm. Here. So it's, it's, <laughs> for, do, do you take in these horses and syndicate? Like do, uh, do you have all sole owners or do you do syndicates? Do you have any, any horses that are open for that? Like for syndication?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky that we have some, some really amazing owners now and I have to give a shout out to Rob and Chris Tassino at Ocala horse properties. They obviously own all of De Niro Z and they own a big part of Cooley Moonshine and also Cooley Quicksilver. Um, also Renee Lane, she owns part of those two horses as well. And uh, and my mom owns a little piece of each uh, of Moonshine and Quicksilver as well. And then um, uh, Prue has, has recently bought into a fabulous six-year-old that I have and because um, she's known him from his very first event. She came with us to his first event last year in England, and she just loved him from the beginning. So um, she's bought a, a piece of Coulee Stormwater and um, we started this, the stormwater group it's called. So it's a real syndicate now. And we have uh, two shares left in him, a uh, very reasonable shares because he's only a young horse, but um, I really think he's going to be a proper one. He's sort of still green and was a little bit green at red Hills, but he's still got his uh, two-star qualification there and he's going to run the prelim here. And then um, I would have big hopes that he might go to uh, Le Leon for the six-year-old world championships wow. this year.
3: Wow. And, um,
0: I think he's got the full package and, um, and then again, the horse I bought is a four-year-old that Richard Shane and I found together. And, um, he said to me last year, cause he had the horse similar to what I do. He kept the horse all the way until he was five. And I, I didn't see the horse from when I found him as a four-year-old in July to when I rode him in May of his five-year-old year, cause I just left him in Ireland. And he said to me, I really think you're going to win your first four-star on this one, Liz.
3: Oh. And I was like,
0: wow. And, um, and he's just that, that, you know, that sort of horse is going to take him a bit of time to find all his legs and find everything right. But he is, um he's the real deal, I think. And it's just, it's fun to have them from, from all the way up, you know, it's, it's great. So I'm, I'm proud of where he is now. And um, I think he'll be a fun horse for, for someone to buy into So I hope that we can find, find some more fun owners. Cause at the moment I, I love that all my owners are my fans and they, they fly over to Europe and they love watching their horses compete there. And then they, they're all coming out here to Carolina. They arrive tomorrow, so I'm super oh, nice. excited, and we're just all such great friends, and we have such a wonderful time together. And it's 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 like the dream coming true for me, really, because that's what I always wanted in in owners was that they were my friends too. So yeah, I, I'm sounding a bit soppy right now. I think that's it really is true. <laughs> we,
2: we we were talking to a syndicate owner. Uh, we're not going to name the syndicate or the guy or the, or whatever, but we, we were kind of talking about, Hey, you know, your syndicates are really a bunch of really nice people. And he says, yeah, we try to weed out the a-holes. Totally. It should be enjoyable. You know, it should be fun. percent. And if you're going to have someone that's kind yeah. a relationship like that, where you're going to be, you know, uh, uh, that's a partnership, you know, they own it, but you're the, you're, 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 you're the, you're, 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 you're driving the boat. You're the skipper. You know, you have to be able to have a a relationship where you get along. You know, and one hundred percent, I think that's the the best recipe for success. And you got to be happy doing your job. You can't be unhappy and riding a horse. Right. Like you, no, you can't have animosity not. in your bag, of your mind, or the stress, or some sort of, you know, someone behind you giving you the grief on the horse that you're riding. And, and uh, I think that's awesome. I think it's great.
0: No, it's it's it is a partnership, like you say. And I think, um, you know, really, we're all we're all family. Like the the Decinos and I and, and Renee and all that. Like we're all such good friends that we're family. And they they have been very supportive, you know, when I've had the odd day when things don't go right and I call them up and say, hey, guys, I really screwed up today. I'm <laughs> oh. um, really sorry. And, you know, they've been cool about that. And then, you know, they're there, you know, on the days we win too, it's like the best day ever. Yeah. So, um, you know, I hope that I can deliver a lot more wins for them and hopefully this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, it's 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 been something I've I've worked very hard towards and really wanted to find those. You know, friends and owners and everything who wanted to be involved in the whole process. And I think it's, it's, I feel very lucky that it's kind of working its way out now and that some of these horses I thought I'd have to sell, I now get to keep producing, which is, which is great. That is awesome.
2: And now this horse is named Coley Stormwater, right? Yes. Yeah. My
0: young horse. He's a six year old this year. Yeah.
2: Karen showed me a picture of him on Instagram just now while you were talking about him.
0: That's oh, always so cute. Yeah. Cute it it's it it's very, gorgeous. very has a very good he, he, he uh he won his free prelim only recently, uh, a couple weeks ago. And um yeah, no, he's he's he really is the real deal, I would I think. I think he's very special and um he just needs needs a bit more time. He grew a lot this winter and he's still sort of finding himself a little bit and learning how to carry the weight behind and sort of get get the job done. But he's he's an incredible cross country horse and he's very obedient and I think uh I think he'll do big things in his life. Um, Gotcha. I'm I'm, I'm making that statement now. (laughs) It's on uh, the record. I'm not not often wrong. (laughs) Hopefully, this is another time that I'm... But I'm right.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was beautiful. That's fantastic. And so before we before we move on past like the current business, so we touched on you know you teach you you have the breeding you have, you're buying the horses you do race horses imagine that here <laughs> that's crazy <great. laughs> <laughs> you're not busy enough uh, you know and then you have the the advanced horses is there anything else in your business that um, maybe people don't know that you have going on or is that pretty much wind out your what what you're up to?
0: I mean the biggest thing really that I that I work on is I always try and sell a few good horses so my my big thing is we get young horses produce them and sell them and it's one thing I can do is produce them very quickly and sell them and it's something I enjoy the pressure of it I enjoy doing it Um, and that's a big thing that I do with Richard so um, uh, obviously I sold a couple horses in England before we came to the U.S. this time so I didn't bring as many horses to sell this year, which was kind of handy. <laughs> yeah, that airfare. Uh, we did, yeah, exactly. We did bring one very nice horse who is for sale, and I have him here with us. He's called Cooley Capitano, um, an eight-year-old that jumped up to a meter thirty in Ireland, and he's um, is is an incredible horse cross-country, and I really think he'll be an advanced horse for somebody. So he's he's here with us, and is still for sale. And um, but he's he's the only one we imported this year to sell. Normally, I try and import a few more, but. Like I say, it was uh, rather handy that they got sold while we were in England. So, I can imagine. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of what we do. And then um, that sort of keeps things ticking along and own a few bits and pieces of property here and there that we've worked on and sold and done various things. So um, just try, trying to keep a few things along the sidelines going along to keep keep everything rolling as it should, really. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, Liz, moving I, parts all the you, time. You know, what like i know trying I know. to I find new ways to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what
2: I, what I can imagine your shipping bill twice a year, shipping to Great Britain and back. Oh my goodness. I don't want to see that. Bill. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's nuts. But, but you know what is, is great for us is that the owner is really, it's important to them that the horses compete in Europe as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, the horses um, have the maintenance fees to support that. So. Yeah. We're very lucky that they that they want that to be part of what the horses do, and um, you know I can't thank them enough for that because it made it makes it a continual thing that has been possible right. because the you know the horses have the funds to do that. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's a it's a very difficult thing to sustain, and it's very likely that something will be changing soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but you know we love we love what we do and I think I think even if we ended up spending more time in the United States I would still go over to Europe to compete sure. you know right. for a couple months of the year cuz I'm it's not an edge I want to give up yeah. I think it's important to it makes you fight harder against the best in the world and I think that's important yeah do you feel that
2: you know I'm just kind of putting it all kind of together you bought your property recently and now you're kind of getting your best shot at you know your your upper level horses are really starting to click and everything do you think that the the winners in Ocala have helped you in your time in Europe and, and, you know, getting these horses produced. Is that, is there any correlation to your success now to the fact that you're wintering in Ocala and not staying in Great Britain, dealing you know, with that weather?
0: Do you know what? Definitely. I think, I think a lot of the young horses have really, really benefited because we have a, a great cross country course at home, which we don't have in England. Really. We have sort of a few scabby jumps here and there and a, Rough-looking little water jump pools, kind of thing, down in the bottom. And but uh, you know, I have to say, the horses, they, the younger ones especially, they get a really good base competing and training and everything through the winter. And what we try and do is, they, they do do quite a few runs um, through the winter in Ocala because the opportunities there. And then they have a really good break when we go home. Like all the young ones will have a month off. You know, we don't run them all season, and then they won't sort of pick up again until July. And then they'll work through to the end of the British season. And I do think it's put a really good base on a lot of them. You know, even De Niro I think he became a better horse for coming over here the first year he did. Um, so it, it has been really interesting to sort of learn that way. Because in England, we'd mainly show jump and do a lot of dressage the winter. We wouldn't have the opportunity to do full events or, or a lot of cross country or anything like that. And I think we can do everything over here, and and the weather lets us do everything. And I just think the young, definitely for the young ones, they they come up a lot here. That's awesome.
2: Got to get some gotcha. of your British friends to come on, get on, get 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 with it. You know, bring it over. I
0: know we tell them come over, but it's it's a bit it's a big upheaval. And yeah. and look, yeah. what what a lot of people in England do is they go to that fabulous event in in Portugal. Baraka, which I went to for six years, and that that was amazing. And I think that's what a lot of people do if they're smart, because most of the events get cancelled in England this time of year. Yeah. So yeah. you go to Portugal at the beginning of March and get a couple internationals in early season, and then if a bunch of the events are cancelled, you've still got your qualifications. So. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you was terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Liz, um we're going to have a little fun. Little fun. We're going to do a uh, it's called quick okay. fire quick fire questions. Quick
2: fire questions. It's a
1: uh, five questions. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> five questions, you know, ask uh answer them as fast or as slow as you want. Doesn't matter. Not great. it. So. Um so, do you have any good luck or superstitions before an event?
0: Oh jeez. Um
1: I've tried to cut down on them a bit. Bye.
0: <laughs> I- used to be very funny about like the whip i carried if i'd had a bad run in it before or the number bib i used if it had the number in and i hadn't had a good run i've tried to sort of dial that out now and just do my own thing um i have a few sort of specific things i do before cross country just because i learned from a few good people how to put yourself in a good mindset so i do do that um i like to this is going to sound really cheesy but i like to talk to my dad before i go cross-country i always do i cheesy. like to think he'd like to ride with me oh yeah that's uh, not easy at all so i always i'd say so every time before i go cross-country i ask him to ride with me hey, and man. um maybe a couple other family members up there as well. the more the merrier <laughs> <That's> right the, <laughs> whoever's willing yeah, to help exactly, you know i'm like hey granddad guys come on <laughs> right. come on down um, that's just how it all so <laughs> i guess that's that's my that's my only real thing now
2: Got you gotcha.
1: Okay. No, good they're answer. good. Good answer. Uh do you if you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be?
0: Oh gosh. Upsilon. Mm. I think. I would love to ride Upsilon. I have a few that I'd love to ride. but is the first one that's come to mind. Now, who, who is uh, who, what? Oh my gosh. If you don't anybody listening, if you don't know who well, Upsilon is. Of course is, I is, know. Is, uh, for the listeners. <laughs> He's an incredible stallion who I would love to um, put one of my mares to and um, has had amazing results on the circuit in Europe and recently won the Mill Street Nations Cup on a 16. Wow. Score of 16. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is like, wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a, a really, really incredible Morrison. Um yeah, he's just one of those I, I would love to have sit on. I think he'd be fabulous. And there's a few more, too, out there that I need to – you know, there's always a few that you think, oh, my gosh. Sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's definitely one of my
1: tops. Awesome. awesome. All right. Uh, what is one thing you miss most about the U.K. when you're in the U.S.?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh you know what I miss the most are my people over there. I really
0: miss, uh, you know, some of my best friends, and I miss Luke, who's based with us. And I miss—I uh, have a wonderful PA, um, who we fondly call Ethel. Her name is Karen, but so we call her Ethel. Her. <laughs> she people, and she comes—she comes over a lot to the U.S. to help me out. But I, I really miss her because she's like my British mummy. So yeah, um, oh, you know, we weird. have some. We
1: just have a great
0: crew over there, and I miss I miss our people. That's what I miss the most.
1: Good okay, good answer. All right. So the opposite. What do you miss about the U.S. when you're in the U.K.?
0: Obviously, my family, and of course, do you know what I miss a lot about the U.S. is just U.S. convenience. Everything yeah. in the U.S. is so easy. Like if you think about the two countries, England is a very very old country. Um, you know, you don't have these strip malls where you can just rock up, park anywhere, get everything done in one space, get it done. Like in England, you're parking in a tiny little parking space. You probably got to pay for it.
3: Ooh. Oh wow! You know,
0: it's a t- it, uh, it's honestly there's just the convenience of the United States. I miss so much. <laughs> I know it Walmart's. sounds silly, but and everything, <laughs> every yeah, everything's open really early. Starbucks is open at five. And everything's yeah. open late. It's open early. Everything in England on a Sunday shuts at four o'clock. Like Jeez. yeah. Funny. But I know it sounds dumb, but no, i it know it's dumb the
3: surprised of America
0: the <laughs> most.
1: <laughs> All right, last question. And we know it's your favorite question on the eventing radio show, so we thought we'd throw it back at you. Back at you. Oh,
0: I know what it's gonna
1: be. I know what it's gonna be. <laughs> what, what is your top training tip?
0: <laughs> Tappers is I not here to that shut that you down okay?
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that um, but you know what my top training tip would be um, and, I, and I know some other riders have said this but it's always been my big thing is um, treat every horse as an individual that is so important and it's something I really go by and I know some other interviews I've had people have said none of your horses are the same you don't have a type and I'm like it's because I think my type is every horse needs to be talented and needs to want to do the job. I don't, I don't try and make all my horses go a certain way. I try and I try very hard to understand how the horse needs to go to find its best and then try and go with that. So of course they have to be trained and they have to behave and do do what we do in our sport. But I very much like to treat them as individuals. And if one horse goes a certain way and wants to, you know do this in his life and go out at night or or not go out or whatever they want to do you know we try and just learn who they are as, as people so to speak and and then try and train them that way so that would be my my big thing my top training tip <laughs> would be treat all your horses as individuals and try and find their best way that way awesome Wonderful question. Yeah. We were
2: hoping you would get a kick out of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was when you said that. I'm like, oh, I know what they're gonna ask. <laughs> uh, well, I tell like- you, we're fans. We are fans. <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> so that that's 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 quick fire. Flying questions. colors, yeah, Liz. You yeah, we went through great that
2: with flying colors. One of our top top score. We do. We don't tell you the score, but we do score every yeah. person's.
0: You know, all oh, like, right. We cool. Have, we we have I been that? up there at the top? I'm, okay. Yo, the top. Yeah. I'm, I'm awesome. a really competitive person. So I want to be a winner. will tell you. <laughs> I'm like super competitive about everything in life. So my husband will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So, um, do you have any advice for a young rider wanting to uh, make it in the sport? You know,
0: the best thing I would say is if you want, if you really want to make it go and be a working pupil, go and bust your backside, work really hard doing grind work that you probably don't like, you know, muck out stables, do all that stuff and just show that you're keen and be available to ride anything that they will give you. Cause that's a little bit what I did when I went to Williams. And I think it, changed my life i honestly think it was the best thing that ever happened to me because i didn't know what i was doing and i was very wet behind the ears and a bit soft and um you know i think the best thing i did was say i will ride anything you will give me and i was just available to ride anytime always and eventually i rode some really amazing horses and i learned a lot so i would just say don't give up work hard go and be a working pupil for somebody and absolutely give it everything you have and show them that you're dedicated and you will get the rewards That is awesome. um, I think that's the best thing, yeah
2: Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful advice. How long Very were you with advice. William?
0: How long were they there? Yeah. Uh, just under three years, I think wow. I'm remembering, because I sort of worked for him for a period of time and then well, it was a long story, but I had a lot of old injuries that came to haunt me from stripping straw boxes to the floor every day so i uh I ended up just just riding for him mainly, and then I did my British horse society certifications as well at a different place, and sort of then just turned up and rode whatever was going and um you know I still am very very fond of William. we get on very well and i i I owe him a lot for teaching me stuff and a lot of things I do I still do the way he did them and um you know it was it was a character building and life changing experience i would say. Awesome. Hard work, but but the best thing I ever did. I so, bet, yeah.
2: I bet. I bet you can. you're you, doing following his kind of program. I'm sure is a pretty good, pretty good recipe for
0: <laughs> success. Yeah, right. So. Oh yeah. I mean, he's a wonderful horseman. He is, and his and his staff for tough. And you know, it definitely uh, kicks you up the backside in the right way. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> awesome. you up when you need it, which is what I needed at that time in my life. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
2: Well, it's kind of cool that you even mentioned that. That you know that built you were soft and that built the character and the, oh
0: my god the i was so soft <laughs> it was pathetic you were kind of like hey give me that
2: cushy race car seat like,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh no i just was yeah C- california moving to england in january by yourself there's <laughs> a, a little bit of a shock uh, i'm not gonna lie i <laughs> probably wasn't easy.
2: And your your day to day operation at at the farm how how do you like how many grooms do you have It sounds like you got a lot going on. So grooms, I know you spoke a little bit about working students, but how's that working back at the at the farm?
0: You know what? We're so lucky to have the most amazing team, and um, I have to give a big shout out to my head groom, Gemma Jelinska, who has been with me for over six years, and um, she's been really really having a hard time lately. She's been really really sick. And she actually had to fly back to the UK after spending some time in a hospital here in, in the U S and she's gone back to see her regular doctors over there. She has a condition she struggled with for a long time. And yeah. um, we just want to shout out to her because it's really weird not having her at Carolina with us. And I know she's, you know, staying in touch with us on the WhatsApp and I've been sending her pictures and we're, we're in touch every day. And I, I, I know she'll be back soon and she'll be with us for Kentucky, but um, I have to say she has been like the staple of, of my career and has really helped, helped my career to be so much better. And, um, but she's done a great job helping all of our girls to be their best. And we have a I have a new groom on, on staff now named Claire Tiscos. And I know she listens to the show and we're really proud to have her here with us. And, and sort of all our girls have really picked up the reins and, fought hard to keep things together and uh we've even got a uh, got a really great british girl over debbie carpenter who's worked for me for many years on and off and she flew over and is helping us out for the next three weeks so we've we've got a full contingent and um yeah we miss we miss Gemma and Gemma, if you're listening i i hope you will be um come back soon because it's not the same without that yeah oh uh.
2: that's awesome i'm sure i'm sure it's not easy on her well besides being sick i'm sure it's the last thing she wants to do is
0: yeah, I know it's not not easy. I think with all all her all her special horses over here right, too, right, but right. we're <laughs> we're doing our best to keep things up to her standard. Oh, well, get <laughs> well soon.
2: Get well soon for sure. Yeah, for for sure. sure. Hopefully by the time this airs, she's all healthy, Karen. Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome. I hope so, oh, thank you.
2: Oh man! So
0: listen,
2: as we start to wind things down, we we know that you're you're out in the camper, and you know you have a busy busy week ahead of you. So we don't want to hold you up too much longer. But we just, as we start winding things down, we always like to recognize any sponsors that you would like to uh, highlight or recognize of who's behind you to kind of help keep Liz Holiday Sharp's operation running smooth.
0: Oh, my gosh. I have a lot of great sponsors, and I'm going to try really hard to not forget them. But um, some of my, my really major ones would be um, Antares uh, saddles. They've supported me. I have fabulous bridles, breastplate saddles. All my tack is from them. Um, I truly would not would not leave. I think that's some of the best stuff I've ever ridden in. It keeps my horse going well. Um, of course, Professional Choice, they've supported me for many years. Um, Kentucky Equine Research um, I've used their feed and their supplements um, and now recently off the back of them a new sponsor is um, OBS Feed in Ocala um, they're, they've sort of helped support their new performance feed so they're now supporting me which is which is really great YouthX um, um, has supported me with helmets and sunglasses for many many years, um, I would not go anywhere else, recently Kyle Carter uh, has, has decided to buy uvex helmet after borrowing mine when he forgot his own <laughs> red hills <laughs> so there we go shout out to uvex <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, uh oh gosh um flow strips has just come on as a, a new sponsor for me as well which i'm excited about because i really really believe in that and we're always trying to make our equine athletes go as, as best as they can castell denmark who um has supported me with butchers and clothing and Currently wearing cast silvers <laughs> and a shirt actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I know they're they're really fabulous. And of course free jumps, stirrups and leathers help me out. And um you'll notice my my blue stirrup irons that I use and I, I absolutely love their stuff and Michael Young also uses them and many other pop riders. Um and I I won't be seeing anything else. And I'm trying to make sure I don't forget any other big ones. Botanica, um, who has supported me for, for many years now with their wonderful creams and sprays and everything for the horses that keep them looking their best. Cantech Body Protectors, they've also supported me for many years. Um, I'm a big fan of those. So FNBS Therapy systems they've supported us for a good few years now. Um, we really, really love their magnetic therapy rug. It's a uh, well, blanket in this country, sorry. Rug in England, blanket here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, we, we really love their products and, and really help our horses to perform better. So we've been very lucky. Lucky to have their support as, uh, as well as many, many others, and um, I'm, I'm very scared that I've forgotten some. Do you know one more? I will shout out to and in favor. It's a British company that do the most beautiful boots, fashion boots, and you will never ever see me on the trot up strip without their boots. And they are available for free shipping to the United States. So
2: what was the name again? You, you you blipped out just for a second on the the name. So just say that one more time. You don't have to say the whole thing. Just during the name, it comes.
0: yeah, it's um. Fairfax and Favor. Fairfax, Fairfax and Favor. good. Oh, okay. yeah. and, and that's your strip boots. Look on their website. Yes, they do um, all kinds of like tall boots, short boots. They do men's shoes. They have handbags. Oh, it's beautiful. They're amazing. Free British company. Is.
2: Wonderful. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: absolutely. Wow, that, that
2: okay. sounds like a, that is an awesome, awesome, awesome lineup of uh, sponsors, Karen. What do you think? Oh,
1: it's awesome. Holy, yeah, smokes, holy
2: smokes! Before I, I kind of. Karen, we glossed right over a very important fact here, and I know Liz. I'm sorry we're holding you up even more, but you're you're on the training <laughs> list, the elite training list, right now. So, um, what's uh, what's that been like? Is this your first time on the elite list?
0: I'm actually on the pre-elite list at the okay. moment. I um, know it's not it's not my first time on. Um, it's uh, it's something I'm I'm really really obviously honored and proud to be on that, and it's my ultimate goal to to ride. Um, to the USA. I've obviously ridden on Nations Cup teams, but I wish to be, I wish to go to the Pan Ams, the Olympics, the World Games and multiple times, I hope. So its it's been my goal for many, many years. And just being on, on a training list is is really helpful because we get real support from the USCS. We get support from the whole high performance team and especially regular help from Eric Devander, our team coach, which uh, hes he's been fabulous for this country, I think. And I really believe in his training methods and I've really enjoyed enjoyed working with him. So, um, yeah, I just need to keep working hard to stay on there. I think there's, there's strict parameters this year. Things have been shaken up a bit and, um, I think that's what we need in this country and I just am going to do my best to keep working hard and, Keep getting better, really. That's awesome. So, what we're all here to do. Right.
2: Congratulations on yeah, being on awesome. that list. And oh, thank you. I just want to say real quick, I do, Karen knows this. I take a little bit of, I personally take credit oh boy, here for go. getting Eric Devander <laughs> to come to America. Because I met him <laughs> once and I said, what's it going to take, Eric, to get you to come? And he kind of laughed and shrugged it off. And next thing you know, he's the coach. So I I don't know. All the, there I you go. That. He takes
0: all the credit. I
2: take all. I, I talk to him and next thing you know, he's the coach. So.
0: I think I, you should tell him that this weekend when you see him. I,
1: I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> think him you already did.
0: I've to told him.
2: I've said, listen, you're welcome. <laughs> Send your invoice to the USDS yeah. for your time. <laughs> right. or no, Eric's come to me and thanked me, Karen. Right. Oh, you're right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Liz, so hey, as uh, we wind things down, <laughs> uh, I sound like such a tool right now, but... Uh, <laughs> You know the deal. You're you have your own uh, podcast. At the very end, you got to say how people can follow along. So Instagram and email, or you know, uh, websites and Facebooks. What do you have going there?
0: Oh yeah, all the things. Yeah, try, I try my best. I'm I'm not that great at social media. I try because I know it means a lot to my sponsors. So um, you can definitely follow me on Twitter, which is at Liz Halliday. Um, On Facebook, uh, which I have a few of them, but Liz Halliday is probably the best. There's also HS Eventing um, and Horsepower Equestrian as well on Facebook. And then, of course, Instagram, Liz Halliday Sharp. And our website hseventing.com. dot com, and I'm doing my best to update it a bit right now because <laughs> it's gotten a little bit behind. So by next week, when I have five minutes, it will be better. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all. All the things I, I do my best. And are we going to see you?
2: In, <laughs> are we going to see you in Kentucky?
0: You are. That's the plan. Yes, Plan A. I'm hoping to be there with the East That'll be very exciting. Sweet.
2: Nice. No musical dressage <laughs> this year. Say that again? No fancy prancing musical dressage. Uh.
0: Oh, I don't know. I have been, there's been chat about maybe doing a demo again, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to or if that's even really going to happen or what. I've. It's very much not not a solid thing so nice. um at the moment i would say no but who knows we'll see. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man well liz karen was this awesome this or was what? awesome liz thank you so much for joining us this was a real treat for us and we, we just can't thank you enough for coming on and we just wish. You oh well,
1: thank you it's been really fun i really enjoyed it thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed today's podcast you can leave us a review on apple itunes or visit us at majorleakeventing.com. eventing.com cheers